back to the Buzz to Kill podcast, where today we teach you the dangers of exercising and why you should just stay inside and sit your fat ass on the couch and not do anything. In. Never drink alone. Always drink alone. <laughs> always drink alone. Always drink alone, <laughs> James. Just stay inside. Don't go out. There's killers out there. There's COVID out there. Come on. Just stay I inside. Would, I would drink alone, but your ass is always calling me. Well, Come drink. that's because I don't want to drink alone. <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh, we're alcoholics. Yeah, well, <laughs> functional. Functional. Functional alcoholics. Oh, we're not. <clears throat> uh, we do enjoy our drinks. Cheers, sir. <laughs> Spoken like a true <laughs> functional alcoholic. <laughs> no, we're not, but we do enjoy our drinks. <laughs> what, did I, what did I just say earlier that was like the complete opposite of what I should have said? <laughs> oh, it was the door. It was the... <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting ready to record... And some weird sound happens at the door. It sounded like the door was almost being opened, is what it sounded like. And Mike goes, oh, it's just the wind. And I go, that's exactly what people in horror movies say right before they die. Oh, no, it's just the wind. Oh, my God. This reminds me of uh, Scream. And then Scream reminds me of a conversation that I had. I have a question for you, James. And Chris, I have an answer. If if my buddy Chris Jordan listens to this, he's going to kill me for still. I harped on him literally all day. An operation get under Chris's skin I already worked know. out flawlessly. <laughs> flawlessly. This is what we do was, to entertain ourselves. We we piss off our other friends. I said so we're talking about horror comedies because we're doing the uh, we're doing that Instagram three days of horror challenge, right? Yeah. And uh, the question of the day was, what is your favorite horror comedy? Oh, did we do that today, by the way? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, dude. I'm on top of it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Um. And it, the question of the day was, what is your favorite horror comedy? And I'm talking to my buddy Chris and Vito because we're in a, a group chat, and um. Chris brings up the fact that he thinks that Scream is a horror comedy. <laughs> Scoff. Simply because it's satire. And I agree with him. It is a satire. It 100%. is. 100%. Of course. But my argument was that just because it's satire doesn't make it comedy. Right. Like, you can be, it can, it can still be played straight and be a satire. Totally. And he, me and him, went, went back and forth for almost six hours. And every single time <laughs> he thought that it was over with, I would just, like, like a half an hour after it ended, I would just be like, hey, man, you're getting killed in the comments online. And, and then just, I'd bring the whole thing back up. Well, because Mikey, Mikey ended up doing a, a poll on Facebook. If you follow us on Facebook, you might have seen it. But uh, it, got a, it got a lot of, uh, a lot of traffic, It really actually. did, yeah. Um, and and just asking people, is it a horror comedy or not? I think most people said it, it was, was not. No, no, it was like twenty four or twenty eight, something like that, to like fourteen. So, so to answer, your, So to answer your question, because I never weighed in because I was busy yesterday and it was a very long chat yes. on Facebook. Yes, it, was. it was very long, <laughs> and it took and it took a lot of. You should uh, have read our personal chats. It was very long. <laughs> uh, no, no, of course, Scream is not a horror comedy. No, that's nope. R- I understand where Chris is coming from. Sure. 
uh, because how did he put it? Like he actually the way he put it because Chris has a way of putting everything in a way that sounds really good. Um, he's in a very strong vernacular. Sh- sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's good with the mouth words. Yeah, real real good. He's real good with the mouth words. Um, no, the way he put it though, <laughs> I was like, okay, I I totally understand where you're coming he's from. He's like, it's a deconstructed yeah, something or it's other. A, it's a I, deconstruction I, of horror and something you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it's like a and 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 then Alex King jumped in and said, I, I've always kind of considered it like a spoof. Sure. Which I don't it, even consider it that either. No, it's, it is. It's a played straight slasher movie. However, the whole idea is that the rules are changed and they use the rules of old horror movies as the satire. It's doesn't make it a comedy. Right. <laughs> it's it's meta and it plays on horror tropes on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh as 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 a satirical, you know, a sure. satirical commentary on horror to turn the slasher genre on its head. But it is not a horror comedy. No. Well, good. You heard it here last. First and last, you heard it here. Yeah, and I am. You are the uh, the expert. <laughs> I am the end-all, beat-all. The authority. The authority on <laughs> what what constitutes a horror comedy. So, you heard it here, folks. Yeah, so that was pretty much my the most exciting thing that happened to me in the last week, was just getting under Chris's skin on purpose. And then finally... <laughs> Your finally, life sucks, man. <laughs> finally, at the very end, he's like, he's like, dude, just drop it. I get it. We have a difference of opinion. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, settle down, dude. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see him getting hot under the collar, and I was I was reveling. Fantastic! It. This is why I'm that friend, and everybody loves me. Simple as that. Oop! Hit my mic here. Hey, what about you, James? Anything special? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, hey, <laughs> just uh, you're almost done with your first batch of. Uh, I actually can't believe that we're. What the hell have I been doing? I can't. I can't believe it's already been a week since. I feel like we we well, were. Well, it's not just... been a full week because we recorded on Sunday. Oh, that's right. That's so. right. I feel like we were just talking about having a sh- stupid, shitty garage sale. Yeah, we were. And then five days ago, and then nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, it's been a pretty slow week for me, you've, honestly. You've, I you've almost finished your first uh, your first <laughs> batching out of your uh, your waltz that you're making, oh, right? Yeah, I'm making some more your uh, real carries. Yeah, some more movie inspired. Uh, wallets that i'm gonna i'm gonna put up for sale on my jets leather uh site but then i'm also gonna i'll probably promote them on on you should on the uh the the chucky one the chucky themed one is awesome you like it i I like it cool man uh yeah actually the colors are bold but i like it actually Vito got at me with interest in one of those oh really so uh now that now that it's officially here Mm -hmm. uh, in the in the podcast world and it's out on tape, and it's out on tape. What am I, fucking 90? <laughs> well, I mean, look next to you. Now that it's tape everywhere. <laughs> now that it's out on tape, honey, I can hold them to it. Yeah. So. Do it. It's coming your way, Vito. Once you get them all done, you get your pricing out. You got to do a little, uh, we'll, we'll make you a little advertisement you can put on here. Come right. down to Gems Jets Leather Emporium. <laughs> <laughs> get yourself a Chucky wallet and the thing. Yeah, I've got, uh, so I, I made I made two, I've, I've made two uh, two different um uh, sty- styles, not styles. Two different wallets based mm-hmm. off of two different movies Models. so far. Yeah, uh, and then I had a third in mind, but it turned out not looking good at all. So, <laughs> uh, still trying to figure that out. But I will have that done within the next few days, and then we'll get them up online and start selling them. They're sweet. Then bro. you can start putting money in my pocket. Yeah. So I can buy beer for my friend here. Hey, 
Do I get any money? I helped put these things together here. Do, no, I, get, I'm gonna do, I get a, do I get a cut of this? No, I'm going to buy you beer. You don't help me put them together. Oh, no. I said that I would... Me, you buy me beer anyway. I said that I would... <laughs> I, I said that I would... I would I would pay you for uh, making those little cards for me. And I would also reimburse you for all the toner that you're stealing from the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> because you print all of them at work. So. Uh, speaking of speaking of stealing things from the church, um, or, or at least doing bad things at a church, uh, I was most Ooh. definitely listening to, uh, I listened to about three quarters of a $3 bill, y'all, uh, while my phone was sitting on the altar in the middle of the church today. <laughs> <laughs> so Fred Durst had a concert on the altar. <laughs> that happened today. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he was always meant to be. I mean, nothing, nothing like going to uh, going to church and you're like psycho female blowing up the phone line. It's, it's just great. For a long time, Father um, Fred, Father Fred, Father Durst, Father Durst, <laughs> Father the worst. Um, oh, I'm just man. I'm just joking, Fred. I love you. You know I love you. Isn't it funny? Like, uh, it, there's there there was a very specific moment in time for bands like that to exist. Oh yeah, and then. Early two thousands, between like the year two thousand and like two thousand and five, two thousand six, I think they started to kind of go the way of the buffalo a little bit. Because you can't do that anymore. What I mean, rap, you rap can. Rock? Well, you, you can, but sure nobody can. does. Anybody take you seriously? No, no, they don't. And <laughs> the the couple of bands that have tried to do it, I, I don't believe uh, they like the the next records are always different. They never really last because <laughs> they're like, hey guys, nobody likes us. Yeah, yeah. I used to listen to all that shit back in the day. Oh, of course. I still listen to it because I love it because of, you know, because it's nostalgic because back in 2004, it was the shit. The good mainstream ones I'll still listen to, like Limp. I love Limp Bizkit. I'm not not even ashamed to admit it. At least their first record or so, like, fucking love that record. I specifically love West Borland. Like, I, I... I think he's awesome. But, there was uh, a band called Primer Fifty Five that I was obsessed with back in the day. I went, I went back and listened to it recently. It's so bad. Like I, I'm not one. I'm not one to be like, oh, now because I'm older, I can't listen to old. Like sure, I, I still sure, listen sure. to everything I listened to before. Maybe not as much, but I can still enjoy it. Yeah, I can't enjoy that. Like it's so fucking terrible. Yeah, you were heavier into that world than I, I was. Like, I, really I was into was, the main, yeah. you know, the mainstream ones, like Limp Biscuit, Papa Roach, uh, uh, I, well, I, 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 I like, don't even, I don't even really want to put uh, Linkin Park in with them because just the... Hybrid the, Theory era Linkin Park was definitely like there. The ta- like the talent pool in Linkin Park seems bigger. Yeah. They're all super talented guys. Right? But, uh, um... Yeah, I don't know. I like I I I I didn't get as deep into the rap rock game as you did because oh, yeah. every well, once in a while you'll mention a band and I'm just like, who? Yeah, well, Hit Parader magazine, right, was like my bible oh, when I was yeah, in dude. when I was my, my later uh, years of high school, and uh, might, have, was, might as well have been Slipknot magazine. Well, that's the you thing. Know, you know how Oprah is on the cover of O every month. <laughs> Slipknot was on the cover of. Hit they really were every month. Well, it was like Hit Parader went from being like a metal magazine to then around that time, it was just all new metal. It was all new metal, all rap rock or whatever. Yeah. And so I would buy these magazines and I'd flip through the pages. And if there was a band that I didn't hear of, I would just immediately go buy the records. Like, it would excite unseen. There was a band that I used to listen to. Where like, are you getting all this cash, man? You were like 12. Hey, I was like 15. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> so where were you getting all the money? I worked when I was 15, dude. So did I. 
but I spent it all on candy. I spent mine on shitty rap rock CDs. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember one of the first CDs I ever bought, I convinced my mom, this was probably in middle school, I convinced my mom to, and this was like, I think the start of my love for rap rock, at least in that era. Uh-huh. Um, there was this band called Orange Nine Millimeter. Oh yeah, and they had a record out called Pretend, Pretend, you're I'm, human. Pretend, Pretend I'm, I'm Human. Yeah, it was such a good record. Hell I yeah. still love it. It's not available online anywhere. It's not, not on Spotify. The other records are. It's probably on YouTube or something. It, it's probably on YouTube, but yeah. there must have been a dispute with the record label or something because it's not on Spotify. Yeah, um, and that's like really the only record of theirs I actually like. But it's such a good record, though. Yeah. And that was like the first time that I had heard the whole rap rock thing. Cause I hated rap before that. Yeah. And I heard this new thing. I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I was like obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, and I can still appreciate it. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Well, no, I still love going back and listening to the, the bands I used to. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's nostalgia. Cause like you'll, you'll, you'll listen to it. And you're like, God, this is cheesy. Mm hmm. But it's still awesome. But there's still something you know? about it where, like, I still remember why I liked it. <clears throat> oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Like other people, like my brother, for example, he just like he like he pretty much like completely sheds his musical. Like he writes writes bands. Yeah, off. He, it's like he sheds his musical skin every five years or so. Mm. And, like, just does not listen to the older stuff. It's, I it's, can't like, do I, that. I'm not. I the can't same do way. that, man. Like, yeah. it's uh, the music that I used to listen to. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like your story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those are the early chapters in your story, and every once in a while, you you like to go back and read chapter one. Yeah, you know, I, of course. You know every, time, I mean? every now and then, I'll go back and listen to episode one of our podcast. It's kind of it's kind of oh fun. Boy. It's rough. <laughs> That's rough. I, I think I do it to remind myself that hey, you know what? At least we've gotten like two percent better, <laughs> yeah. and and I feel good about that. <laughs> Uh, that, even that's generous. <laughs> it is. It really is. It really is. Um. Anyway, though, is this a this is, is this is tight pants, Jason? Isn't it? Uh, you were watching uh, Jason lives. Watch, um, they're about to. No, I don't think this is tight pants, Jason. It is. Watch, they're about. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah look is. at those pants, baby. Oh my baby. god, his ass. Right. Holy shit. Because when he first comes out of the grave, I said to you earlier, he's so skinny. Yeah. And I was like, oh well, he's he has been dead for decades. Jason got a booty, but he's got <laughs> yeah, he's been doing squats in his free time because he's got the badonk. He does. Um, and he's wearing some titled so titled we're, trousers. We're watching uh, Jason lives uh, for a very important reason uh, because this is the movie that uh, pretty much directly goes into the two movies we're talking about. Tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, but before we get there, James, yes. We got some stuff wrong last week. Oh, boy. Okay. So uh, we got to do the house cleaning. Let's do some corrections. All right. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right. Um, we didn't know for sure because we had not seen the first movie, but John Rice davies was not for sure in Grizzly 1. Oh, okay. I didn't think that he was, but just as a clarification. Sure. And then also, um, we were looking up... Uh, or we were talking about rather the stunt woman that lost her arm. Oh yeah. On the Resident Evil stuff, I wanted to clarify that a little bit just because we weren't a hundred percent sure on what happened. Yeah. Um. I, even though I know we had talked about it before. Um. Her name though was Olivia Jackson, and I believe that she was a stunt double for Mila Jovovich. And what happened was, uh, it says the UK-based stunt actor collided head-on with a crane-mounted camera vehicle. The camera was supposed to move out of her way in time. However, it did not, and uh, she was in a coma for 17 days and oh, then geez. she had to get her arm amputated above the elbow uh after it was not going to recover and so yeah it's crazy like she's um she's one of those one of those people though that she just bounced back like it's she got a whole different life now or whatever but she has like a really really great attitude about it like she's like doing modeling and stuff she's, she's practicing fighting the picture the uh the x-ray of her shoulder is a mess oh really holy dude it, it's literally like it's 
It literally looks like if you took a, an x-ray of like a building. There's so many pins and metal plates. Oh, boy. It's it's a mess. It's crazy. Huh. Um, I'll show you when we're on break here. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, it's gnarly. And the fact that she survived it and is doing as well as she is is a testament to her. But, uh, but yeah, it was a pretty crazy stunt. So always uh, always keep those stunt people in mind, you know? Yeah. They ain't, not, uh, they ain't perfect. Well, well, it wasn't her fault, but they're not, they're not uh, invincible. Invincible, so, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant to say. Not to mention they're, I mean, like, you know, you have these A-list actors making the big bucks, sure. the real money, and then you have these people who literally put their bodies on the line oh, yeah. to, to, to make the movie, you yeah, know? And like we were saying last week, you, you see these people doing these stunts, and you think, oh, they know what they're doing. They're, they're going to be fine. This isn't going to go wrong. And, and that's not always the case. Right. So... Um, all right, that's uh, that's all I got for corrections. All righty then. So, James, what are, so, we, uh, what are we doing this week? So, this week we are uh, we're talking about the Womp Stomp films. Womp Stomp. Womp Stomp. Uh, never. <laughs> what the hell? That was awesome. <laughs> that just shot just right sh- off of there. Shot right at me. All right, so we're talking about the uh, Womp Stomp films, fan fiction, uh, fan 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 made films. Yeah. Uh, fan fiction. Um, yeah, I guess it's fan fiction. Um, <clears throat> I guess fan fiction. I always, I always think of more as uh, like porn. No, like <laughs> literary. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Or porn. <laughs> so, like, didn't Twilight start off as uh, wasn't Twilight so, something? Or, no, Twilight, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey started off as, started off yes. as as um, Twilight fan Twilight fiction. Yep. fan fiction. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is incredible that she spun <laughs> that into like a you know multi. Hundred hey, million man. dollar sex sort of deal. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, we're talking about Never Hike Alone mm-hmm. and Never Hike in the Snow. Never Hike in the Snow, which just came out two days ago as of this recording. <clears throat> and it's on YouTube and it's free. Both of them. And it's a half hour watch. So yep. just go check it out. Yeah, both of them are on YouTube. Yep. So first movie's an hour, second one's a half hour. So check it. Um, <clears throat> to go with those. It's a gorgeous looking. Uh, it really is, yeah. <laughs> it's it's one gorgeous can. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really nice looking though. The the artwork mm-hmm. on it is 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 really cool. Um, this is called "He Who Walks Among Monsters." Definitely, probably the coolest named beer that we've ever right. had on the show. Right. I thought it was pretty um, fitting though. You know, you're going to hike. You're hiking through the woods or whatever. The the can is literally the woods, and you're and and you're they're walking through the woods or whatever. And you got a fucking monster in Jason. Yeah. I don't know that I needed to really explain that, but no. there you go. It's, it's all right, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just let you roll with it. <laughs> this is an imperial aged stout, or an imperial, sta- imperial stout aged on maple syrup, coffee, and cassia bark. Yeah. It's a collaboration between The Seed, a living beer project, and Timber Ales. I actually don't think that you need to look up what I sent you because it's the exact same thing. Um, I thought it was different, but now that you read it out loud, I don't think that it's any different. Yep. No, looks okay. like it's the exact same thing. So uh, this is a 12 percenter, so we're going to be drunk by the end of the show. Yep. Also, my glass is still half full, so, so I have to that. chug it. So I'm definitely going to be drunk by the end of the <laughs> show. <laughs> I have to be. I have to be just sober enough to where I can go home and put my uh, my daughter's. Uh, prize from the tooth fairy under her pillow because she lost her first tooth oh, you're today. Gonna, you're going to stumble into a room. You're going to fall on her, <laughs> accidentally punch her in the face, knock out four more teeth. The tooth fairy's <laughs> here! Everybody wake up, it's the fucking tooth fairy. And that was the day I found out that the tooth fairy was just my drunk father. <laughs> 
just put a mask on before you go in. That way, if it does happen, she won't know that it's you, <laughs> and you'll just scare the piss out of her. <laughs> like that that McFarlane Tooth Fairy uh, uh, figure. What, what what movie was that from? Uh, Darkness Falls. Maybe uh, like the Darkness Falls Tooth Fairy, <laughs> or the fucking, or the uh, the the um, what's that? Channel Zero. The the oh, uh, the, the Tooth Child. Have you ever seen that thing? Oh, I have seen it's a that. The thing yes. that's entirely made out of teeth. Yes, God, that is, that's fucking that terrifying. Scary as all hell. Um, yeah, you need to talk for a second so I can chug the rest of this beer. Ooh, this literally uh, it smells like caramel. It's and it's really sweet smelling. Oh, it smells delicious though. I got oh, it. Boy. My, I got it on my nose. <laughs> got it on my nose. Shouldn't smell like car- yeah, caramel this... because it's um or chocolate or maple syrup, coffee, and cas- okay, okay, cassia okay. bark. So maple syrup. That's <clears throat> oh my god! It's dark. Holy smokes! Uh, speaking of Look, the... that, just spilled in my hand. It looks like chocolate milk. Oh boy! <laughs> I'm gonna go grab a napkin real quick. Uh, speaking of uh, the way things are pronounced, I know that like it, it's kind of weird because as Michiganders, we have. Uh, I I, th- I feel like we have like three or four different accents in oh, yeah? Michigan. There's the people who are really, you know, like almost kind of they it's almost like they almost yeah, it's the youpers. The they kind of sound like this, and then there's people who sound like us, which is uh, normal people. Well, let's be honest, <laughs> youpers just sound like dumb Canadians. Oh, uh, don't it's hey true. no, hey, it's true. Don't it's true. first of all, don't speak. Don't speak ill of Canadians because no, Canadians are very dumb, nice. No, I said dumb Canadians. Youpers, I think they want to be Canadian, but they're still not. <clears throat> dumb saying. No, I can't. I can't get on board with that oh because. Oh my god! Holy crap, dude! Oh my god! That's black. <laughs> it's, it's thick too. I we probably should have split a <laughs> yeah, can actually, of this. That's a good, that's a good idea. Yeah, I already open opened mine. Honestly, God, who cares? You just want to split again? Uh, well, no, we'll just. I'll just. <laughs> I mean, it's only the equivalent of drinking two beers, really. Holy shit. Like, it, it feels thick. It's like you're pouring oil uh, out of an oil can. Wow. Uh, this is, hands down, the darkest, blackest, thickest beer I've ever had in my life. Where'd you find this? Uh, this was at... Um, where did I find this at? Uh, oh, uh... Can't, no, it wasn't Canteen. It was... Uh, yeah, can't, Shorts Canteen. Yeah. Okay, so for before I forget, because we have uh, so many people... Speak differently in our in our uh, sure. great state here. Um, so the word so P E C A N. You know what word I'm talking about? Pecan. Pecan or pecan or pecan or pecan. It's okay. So <laughs> so it was it was it, the question was posed. Is it is it uh, pecan, pecan, pecan or pecan? Pecan, 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 or pecan. Yeah, and which oh. which one is it? <clears throat> uh, it's pecan. 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 Yeah. Answer me honestly. Like I was like I was peeking on you. I was peeking it. No, answer for real. How <laughs> I, do you say I always it? said uh, pecans. Pecan. Yeah. Pecan. Like Picard. Pecan. Okay. All right. Pecan! I say, <laughs> now, would you say it? Would you say it the same way? Like if you were just like if you were talking about the pie, would you say it the same way as if you were just talking about a handful of these? No. Things? So that's the thing. If I'm saying if if I'm going pie, I'm going pecan pie. Pecan pie. Yeah, it's weird. But if you're if you're grabbing a handful, you say pecans. I think it's because when I say pecan pie, for some reason, I'm harkening back to my childhood, thinking of uh, toucan Sam, and I don't know why, <laughs> but it rolls off the tongue the same way. Toucan Sam, toucan pie, pecan. I, 
I don't think it has anything. For me, it doesn't have anything to do with that. But it just seems like the first thing that pops into my head. I don't know. For some reason, when you say it in pie in pie form, it's pecan pie. Yeah. But if I'm gonna grab a pecan, I grab a pecan. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. But that's the way I live my life, James. It's just nuts. I'm. uh, I'm. I'm. I'm Uh, puns, right? Uh, puns, Basil. Because of puns? Okay. Uh, I'm actually Pe- stalling because I don't want to drink this. Pecans, Basil. Here. Yep. He, oh, you poured the whole, I, I, yeah, the whole deal. I really did. Okay. It's like syrup. Oh, God, it's good, though. It is really good. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so tasty. <clears throat> it's... Wow. You could literally... That is so good. It, it actually tastes like a pecan pie. Yeah, I was just about to say, you, if you could turn this into a syrup and then drizzle it over pecan pie. You know how you could, right? Oh, my right? God. Dude, you know how just you could? it up. Well, no, you just just throw... Actually, save the rest of these two cans. <laughs> Tomorrow, throw it on the stove and reduce it a little bit. Yeah, but you're cooking out the alcohol at that point, though. So what? I want to get drunk when i'm eating my pecan pie get drunk on bud light <laughs> while you're making a delicious syrup from this from this yep. from this beer you could reduce actually, it actually this is such a high alcohol content though it might not if you cook it very slowly it might not cook out forget but, about yeah, the alcohol sorry, sorry. for a second it doesn't matter reduce this though and then pour it on like cinnamon. we're not alcoholics jesus <laughs> take the wheel <laughs> um reduce it and then pour it on cinnamon rolls or something oh dude Yes. That's what I was trying to get at. Yes. Can we do that? Yes. Do you want to do that? I do. All right. Well, I'm going to save the rest of this can. Uh, there's only like... I have some. Uh, I have some. How much do you have I, left? I have about that much left in mine. Okay. Between the two of us, I think we have do probably... You have, do you have cinnamon I have cinnamon rolls. rolls. You do. Yes, I do. <sighs> okay. <laughs> we might. This might be a video thing. I might need to video this and yeah. make... Uh, Make some, yeah. some proof that this actually yeah, this is going to be awesome. This is fucking delicious, though. It's really, this really is good. so much better than I ever expected it. It's it's weird. How long was this in your fridge? I got it today. How long was it in your oh, fridge? Oh, um, a couple hours. It's not cold? No. no. I don't well, think... stouts I, should never be I don't, cold. I don't think you can make this beer cold. <laughs> like, I think it's so thick that it rejects cold. Oh, my God. That, like, that wraps around your soul the way that, like... A good like lava, like a well, hot lava ch- uh, chocolate cake. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Like when you eat one of those, and Hell it just yeah. kind of envelopes your whole soul. Yeah. That's what this does. Envelops. Envelops. Yeah. Envelops. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it mails me to somewhere special. This, this is, is stupid good. This is like a dessert. Oh my god! Dude, fantastic. Cheers again. Oh yeah, man. Cheers again. This is so good. Yeah. And here's the thing. Um, I don't know that this is crazy readily available. Um, I know that it comes from New York somewhere, but this is. There's no website for this brewery. There's only like an Instagram page. And it's basically like a step up from just a home brewer that, that makes these. Crazy. Yeah. It's uh, So I don't know how, how widely available it is, but if you can find this in your neck of the woods, highly, highly recommend it. Where did you say you found this? I just got it at Canteen, just our, our local store here. But My dad's got to try this, dude. dude it's, this is so it's good. It's so good, yeah. It's expensive. It was the four-pack of, excuse me, these are 16-ounce cans. Four-pack is $24. Worth it, ma'am. So I only got two. They were six bucks a piece. It's worth it, yeah. I'd say. Man, that's good. So. I don't think I've this is I've never tasted a beer like this in my no, entire no. This life. is this is a completely singular 
sensation. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> We're going to have to reach out to them on Instagram and just be like, like oh, fucking God. bravo, dude. <laughs> like, you made you a made, good beer. You made two grown men cry. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, anyway. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. Honk. The bleed feed. <laughs> All right, James. Ooh. Really flew into that with a, in, with a bit of gusto. Coming in spicy, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's this, it's this 12 percenter. It's, uh, it's putting me in loopy land. Um, before we get uh, onto the... Whoa. Sorry whoa, about that. We, that was me. Before we uh, board the ride on loopy land, uh, we do to talk about a death. Yeah. Um, I rest saw in this peace one, man. Uh, to uh, Conchata Farrell. Yeah. Um, 77, 77 years old. I think most people probably know her as... Uh, uh, Berta from Two and a Half Men. That's probably her most. <clears throat> she had the most FaceTime in front of people, probably due to that show. Uh, yeah, maybe. Probably. She was like, she was the lovable housekeeper that uh, was always at ends with Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Um, and she was hysterical in that show. Loved that show. Um, yeah, definitely. loved her in it. Uh, however, she uh, Edward Scissorhands is what yep. I, where I know, know her best from. That and uh, Krampus. Kramp, yep. Krampus over the last few years has become one of my like my favorite go to holiday season horror movies. I've still only ever seen it the one time. Oh, really? Yeah, dude, yeah. I love it. I think it's well, so good. You don't ever invite me over to you know family time at your place. COVID, man. <laughs> there was no COVID last year, bruh. COVID, dude, bruh. And the funny thing is, COVID is this year. You'll probably invite me over now. <laughs> yeah, more than likely. <laughs> Um, no, anyway, that's um, yeah. That's where that's where genre fans would know her from is yeah. Krampus and uh, and Edward Scissorhands. She was yeah. in a ton of other stuff though. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, man. Uh, rest in peace to her. She uh, apparently she had a heart attack. She died of complications of cardiac arrest. Yeah. So uh, the it seems like the heart attack didn't uh, didn't um, for lack of a better way of saying it, finish her off when it happened, and then you know she survived. But then the complications that happened afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a super big bummer. Um, like you said, seventy seven year old. So. Rest in peace, Conchata Farrell. Rest in peace. Yep. Um, is, is there any relation to Colin Farrell? I, I was looking at pictures of her, and I'm like, I kind of feel like she looks like you, him a little did bit. You sort of see a weird resemblance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm just making it up in my head. It's very possible. If I, had, I didn't look into it. If but. I had to guess, it would probably be more likely that she's related to Will Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably true. But I have no probably idea. Probably true. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, okay. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's board the ride, shall we? Let's do it. <laughs> Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> I've been watching Mallrats, right? Come on. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got that new Mallrats arrow set the other day. Mwah. Love it. It's fantastic. Is it beautiful? It's, it's, it's a beaut. <laughs> she, she's a beaut. Do you want to explain to these fine people the uh, incredible epiphany that you had over the last couple of days? Nope. Okay. Okay. So I mentioned uh, months back... <laughs> I mentioned months back uh, that uh, I picked up a book called uh, Talk, Taking Shape. Right? This is a, a book uh, that was all about the Halloween franchise. Deep dove into every movie in the Halloween franchise. Told you about how it was made. You know, all the, the, the gritty details about every single movie. Wasn't right? that like two years ago, dude? No, it was literally less than a year ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, it, it detailed uh, the entire franchise, movie by movie. Um, and if you're like me, and you picked that up and you absolutely loved it, you'll be thrilled to know that the follow-up book, Taking Shape 2, is now available. Uh, and this is the book that chronicles every single could-have-been sequel that was ever on the table over the years. Oh, that's cool. Um, 
and it covers things like, you ready for this? I am. Wait, hold on. Okay, good. No, I am. Now you're right. Okay. Um, The alternate Halloween 3 that was pitched decades after the first one. What? Three unused versions of Halloween 4, one with Laurie Strode. And exclusive details on early Halloween 5 with an evil Jamie Lloyd. Halloween 6 nearly produced by Quentin Tarantino. An early version of Halloween 7 before it became H2O. Three different sequels to Halloween Resurrection. Um, insight to how it almost had a crossover with Hellraiser, two different uh, stabs at a 3D sequel to the Rob Zombie uh, movie. Um, yeah, just like other reboots, other uh, uh, the Halloween multiverse, apparently, that was at one point in time. Really? This book has so much in it, I cannot <laughs> wait to get into it. I plan on uh, ordering it just as soon as I get my next paycheck because I've been buying a lot of shit lately. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I plan on, on getting I need to finish the other one too. I started it, I'm about halfway through it. And I stopped because I was watching the movies as I was reading them. And then I just never had time to watch the movies where I left off and I never finished it. I need to do that. But I am uh, very excited about Get this. Get at her. Yeah. It's only twenty seven ninety nine, And it's a big old thick book. Big old th- Big thick, old thicky. It's a thick boy. Big old thick boy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of thick boys, um, I, <laughs> I, can't, I can't even do that one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 12 percenter it's hitting me um i know what you did last summer is uh, a beloved franchise around these parts right of course yeah well, two out of the three <laughs> are beloved uh it was so successful that it spawned two sequels one good one uh a steaming turd uh but you can soon add another one to that franchise james because it was announced this week that uh amazon has uh picked up a uh, the successful pilot and order the series to uh, property the series, which is being produced by James Wan. Really? So we are getting a I know what you did last summer, Amazon series, produced by James Wan. Produced by James Wan. Huh? I'm into it. Yeah, sure. I'll take it. I mean, there's nothing special about that franchise. It's a very by the numbers, formulaic. Yeah. 2000s slasher movie, right? Yeah. So I feel like. It's there, there's not like so many lines that they need to color into to make it feel like it. They can yeah. do whatever they want to. You know, I, re- I I really love the first one. I think it's more so just because it was one of the first. Because uh, what did that come out in ninety seven? Something like that. I yeah. think that was one of my like my first uh, like new age slashers. Yeah, that I saw. So yeah, yeah, the late nineties, early two thousands. It was just all. After Scream, it was like the floodgates opened yeah. for those types of the 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 ensemble young cast or whatever. You yeah. had the killer. It was it was everywhere. But um this is one of the better ones. So I know what you did last summer predates Scream, doesn't it? No, no. It doesn't? No, I don't believe so. I'm ninety percent sure that it doesn't. Okay. Yeah. But um so here, speaking of series, the best George A. Romero film has also been uh, eyeing a series run. And this week we stepped one step closer to that becoming a reality as it was announced that Sci-Fi's Day of the Dead series has found a director for the first four out of its ten episodes. That director, uh, Stephen Kostansky, uh, and he did the absolutely amazing Lovecraftian like powerhouse, The Void. Mm. Uh, he also did Leprechaun Returns, but, oh, you boy. know. Oh, wait, Leprechaun Returns. I haven't seen that one. Origins is the one that is a, just a horrible pile of shit. I haven't watched Returns yet simply because I'm afraid it's going to be bad. Uh, it <laughs> it's can't. a direct sequel to the first one. It can't possibly be worse than Origins. It's not Warwick Davis, though. Yeah. No, it'll be better. I know, it'll be better than Origins, hands down. But I just like I, I have a hard time with anyone playing a Leprechaun other than Warwick. 
just seems, yeah. especially when Warwick could have done it still. Like, why, why replace him? Did they even ask him? I have no idea. But why would you not, you know? Yeah. It's like it's like them choosing the other guy to play Jason and Freddy vs. Jason and not asking Kane Hodder. Like, why? Why would you do that? It just doesn't make any sense. Why? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Listen, if they got the same actor to play Killjoy five times. Oh, my God. Okay? Did you watch all of those? All six. Oh, gross, dude. <laughs> I watched one of them with you, and that was enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I finished them the other night. The sixth movie, actually, uh, if, you've not, if you don't know what the Killjoy series is, it's Full Moon's Killer Clown franchise. Um, and it's half bad, one good, and then half, like... It's half bad, half worse. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the sixth movie is just like a, a best of, like, clip show of the five movies that came before it. It's not even a new... Literally? Yeah, it's not even a new narrative. No, literally, like, they actually play clips from the... Oh, that's all it is. There's nothing new shot. <laughs> what? I don't get it. What? I don't get it. That's, Puppet Master did the awesome. exact same thing. It's a full moon thing. They Every now and then, they'll put these movies out, or it's like they, it's like they just want to add a new movie and make money off of it. Which one of the Puppet Masters did it's that? It's called Retro. It's like Puppet retro, Master oh, Retro or something yeah. like that, yeah. Oh, and it's yeah. just like, it's literally just clips from all the other movies that came before it. That it is... doesn't. I don't get it. That's bizarre. Yeah, very bizarre. Yeah. Um, anyway, though, back to the news here. Uh, let's see here. Five years ago, the world was taken by storm by the unlikely smash return of the Mad Max franchise. Hmm. Uh, in addition to catching up with our favorite Wastelander, we were also introduced to the one-armed badass chick Furiosa. Of course. And um, just uh, and just like that, uh, everybody in the world suddenly had an amputee fetish. Oh, really? I know I did. Oh, okay. Well, I I just. Had a Charlie's Theron fetish. Not, that's all. It's not, the, it's not that you suddenly had an amputee, amputee fetish. It's that you just suddenly felt comfortable with uh, letting some of the the light of day in on it. You know, on your previous I, amputee <laughs> fetish. It's fine, man. Hey, Teach their own. Hey, hey man. Teach I, their I, own. I like stumps. What can I say? Um, twelve percent, people. Twelve percent. Inappropriate. Um, let's see here. The next chapter, though, is now officially on the horizon, uh, as it was announced this week that the next installment of the franchise will be a spinoff centering on Furiosa. And guess what it's called, James? Furiosa. Furiosa. It's got it's got an exclamation point. Oh, so you got to yell. It's like does mother. It, does it actually have a an exclamation? It point? does. Yes. Okay. Furiosa! Furiosa! (laughs) Um, Anyway, though, it sounds like this is going to be an origin story. And I know that the original idea, um, because George Miller's been working on this for a while. This is not the first time that we've heard about this. Um, And the original idea was that Charlize Theron was going to come back, play her, and they were going to de-age her Mm. uh, through that process. Mm -hmm. And as the story goes, George Miller then saw The Irishman. And said, "Nah, <laughs> not doing that." Well, which is well, which hold I'm, on, which I'm happy about though. That's a little bit different though, because you're talking about you're talking about comparing de aging Charlize Theron, who is still obviously very beautiful and sure. youthful, sure, uh, and de aging fucking Bob De Niro, who's who is very beautiful, eight thousand years old. <laughs> Like, those are two very different things, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's true, it's true. But <laughs> that being said, though, it the technology is good. It still isn't perfect, though. It really isn't. And you know what? I prefer, I prefer, prefer. I prefer recasting somebody younger to, to play a younger version of it the way that they used to do it in movies. Like, I, I, just, I prefer that, personally. Yeah, I also prefer that. Um, I prefer that a lot. Now, the person that they have cast, though, I think is a perfect choice. 
Uh, they've cast Anna Taylor Joy like to her. play. Her. I, I love Anna Taylor Joy. Yeah. I just watched um, Split, um, and um, uh, Split and Glass. Glass, yeah. yeah. And she's in both of those. She's fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's so good. Yep. So I'm like, I'm like, like I'm team Anna Taylor Joy 100 on this. I think that she'll be a badass Furiosa, honestly. Yeah. So um, that's a good casting choice. Uh, and uh, like I said, George Miller is returning to co-write and direct the film. So. That is exciting. Um, hey, James. Yeah? What's exciting on Blu-ray? Oh, you caught me mid-yawn. It's not because I'm tired. It's because Am I boring you? No, it's uh, there's less oxygen in your place than should, there should be. Just just up up your game a little bit. I'm, I'm sorry. Up your oxygen <laughs> I'm, game. I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe a few more plants. I have, an, I have tons. Hmm. Maybe a few more. How many single dudes do you know that have as many plants as I do? <laughs> Single dudes, most of them have several plants. <laughs> it's because we don't have sex lives. <laughs> All right. For the first time ever, 1998's vampire action flick Blade will be hitting 4K Ultra HD combo pack courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Uh, the release will drop on December 1st and will feature commentary by Wesley Snipes, Stephen Dorff, uh, who will probably talk about blue cigarettes the whole time. <laughs> Uh, David S. Goyer, Theo Vandesand, uh, Kirk M. Petrucelli, and Peter Frankfurt, as well as in... Let's say uh, Patchouli. Huh? It's Patchouli. <laughs> Kirk M. Patchouli. <laughs> Stinking the place up. Uh, as well as an isolated score with commentary by composer Mark Isham, which is... I, I don't know that I've ever heard of that happening before. What's that? Isolating the score and then having the composer do a commentary oh no i've it? never heard of that either it's kind of interesting. i thought it was just a commentary track with him but if they're isolating the score no that's new no they're isolating that's the score and then having the composer do a commentary oh on that's it. cool it's, actually though i dig it that is, it is cool i just was wonder the, like i i wonder the score like to blade that epic that yeah they, was it badass i can't remember i don't i haven't seen blade in forever it must have been i suppose um also more featurettes with that as well now this is the this is the movie with the guy that looks like uh wesley snipes right it is Wesley Snipes. It is Wesley Snipes. It is. <laughs> There's an inside uh, joke there. I'm, uh, just trying, I'm just trying to make James laugh. John Carpenter? You ever heard of him? Um, I think so. I think he built a couch for my dad. <clears throat> he did. Yeah, he did. He was a fine couch builder. John, I John think the he, Carpenter, right? John the Carpenter. I think <laughs> yeah, he, we're talking about? I think he directed a few episodes of Friends in the 90s, too. Oh, okay, okay. Early okay. 90s, uh, 94, 95. Okay. Um, they would just hire anybody, wouldn't they? Yeah, they really would. Hey, kind you, of, kind hey, of you building the couch. Come over of, here and direct. Kind of bring them on, bring them in off the street. Uh, he also directed a movie called Prince of Darkness. Ah, yes. In 1987, this was pre Friends Frame, Friends okay. Fame, Friends obviously. Fame, Friends Frame, uh, and also Couch Frame, pre Couch Frame, Frame. <laughs> you said Frame every time. <laughs> that was a joke, Mike, because I accidentally said Friends Frame and then Couch Frame. Do you not get the joke? Do not get the joke there. Beer. 12 percenter. <laughs> All right. On, uh, obviously, John Carpenter, the legend. On January 19th, Prince of Darkness will be hitting 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray via Scream Factory. Ooh. Now, that's been out on Scream Factory before, so this is the first time. Scream yeah. Factory is doing their new 4K now, their, right. their UHDs, which they're not using the newly commissioned art for any of them. They're using all the old art, which I think is really weird. Why? I don't know. Maybe it's reversible still. It's possible. 
Um, but if it's re- no, yeah, if I, it was reversible, you would put the new art on the outside. Maybe they're just maybe they're trying to make a difference between the 4K and the I don't know. It's weird to me. I don't like that. Don't do that. That's yeah, stupid. All right. All right. Uh, last and certainly not least, 100, 101 films announced over the weekend that they will be bringing Silent Night, Deadly Night, Parts One and Two. Ooh. Garbage day <laughs> to Blu-ray <laughs> on November 9th. Uh, the original slasher classic and its infamous sequel come to Blu-ray for the first time in the UK and limited it to uh, oh, the UK. Uh, Suddenly I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we might have some UKs listeners, like maybe like one, probably not though. Uh, for people in the UK, Google it. <laughs> No, it's coming out on November 9th, you know? All right. You can, and from 101 Films, you can find it. All right. Uh, that's Has, all that's all you need to know. I'm not going to I'm not going to detail the special features that you're going to be privileged to have in the UK that we won't have. So Someone sounds jealous. I'm getting pissed about it. <laughs> Has 101 Films ever put out 101 Dalmatians? I think that's actually their origin story. Oh, that was it? the very first film that they ever Don't, put out. Don't tell the mouse because they'll get sued. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that's it for blues. All right. Um, so the biggest news of the week uh, comes via Showtime, and I think you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Red Shoe Diaries is, coming, <laughs> is is making a triumphant return with David Duchovny. <laughs> um, okay, so we were treated to the news. Uh, I think it was just today, wasn't it? Today or yesterday? One of the two. Uh, that everybody's favorite serial killer will once again put on his gloves and set up his perfect kill rooms. That's right. We're talking about Dexter. Ah, uh, yes. He's back. I actually didn't know what you were talking about until just now. Flashbacks to uh, <laughs> to your college days? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Strapping on your gloves in the kill rooms. Because James killed the ladies. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Um, okay, so anyway, though, uh, like I said, Dexter is officially back. Michael C. Hall, of course, will be returning. Um, it has been a little bit. It was announced for a <laughs> just keeping it in there. It was uh, it was announced for a ten episode return. So I think most of the seasons were ten or twelve episodes anyway. Yeah. So, so basically, just a new season. Basically, a new season. Um, and um, so everybody's talking about this, right? Are they going to retcon the end? Because everybody hated the end so much. Mm-hmm. And I have an idea of how maybe they could get around it. I also haven't watched the finale since it aired, so it's been, what, 10 years? 10, yeah, yeah, almost 10 years. It's been a long or time. seven years, something like that. Yeah, it's been a long time is the point. Um, so this might not work if I'm forgetting certain details, but like everybody wants Deb to come back. Everybody thought that Deb dying, spoilers, was just a real shitty way. And then the fact that he just dumped her <clears throat> into the ocean like any other one of his garbage predators. It wasn't, like, it wasn't necessarily that she died. It was that like after everything she had been through, like she slept with a serial killer and, and like fell in love with him. Like it found out that her brother was a serial killer. Everything that she had gone through and then she dies to a gunshot she, wound. She dies from a gunshot wound. Yeah. It was pretty anticlimactic. Yeah, it was stupid. Um, now here's my question. Could they do this? Here's my here's here's how I think they could they could bring this back. Could they? Was um who was the guy that the, the surprise motherfucker? Who was that? That was uh oh Dokes. Dokes was Dokes alive still? No. Okay, so Dokes was dead. Dokes is dead. Dokes was dead. Okay. Was there anybody else though that was on his trail still at the end of that season? Uh, there had to have been, right? Because I'm forgetting some details here. But if there was, right? 
and he thought that somebody was still watching him. And he didn't want Deb to get in trouble for knowing all this stuff, right? Could they spin it? Faked her death. Could they spin it to where she didn't actually die from getting shot? And then this body that he dumped in the ocean that it was supposed to be Deb wasn't actually Deb at all. And she was actually hiding out with him up in Canada. Could they spin it that way? I don't think so because she was in the hospital in a coma, brain dead on a ventilator. So maybe he took her with her. Huh? Maybe he maybe he took her with him to Canada. But she was she was she was brain dead. Yeah, then. <laughs> maybe she's brain alive now. <laughs> <laughs> Made a remarkable recovery. <laughs> I don't suddenly know, just, became brain alive. I'm just wondering if there's a way they can do it. I don't personally want them to retcon it, but everybody else seems to want them to do it. Um I I my my I I, I actually haven't heard many other people say that besides me. Oh, oh my. Or a lot of other oh, people yeah. saying that. Oh, yeah. I also don't pay attention to anybody online because I hate oh, everything about everything. This is just my, my, my social media lighting up. Um, my idea was for, forget about basically the entire last season. Oh, no, I don't <laughs> do that. And on it. No, don't do that. Uh, because the, be the last season sucked. Like Oliver Saxon was a sort of a dumb, the brain surgeon, he was sort of a dumb... Uh, uh, ad- adversary, in my opinion, Deb dying from a gunshot. Wound. I mean, she technically died because Dexter pulled her plug, but like, I don't know. I just, it was all stupid. Driving, yeah, it, it, driving into a fucking hurricane on a boat. Yeah, that like, was. Give me that a was break, dude. Stupid. That was so stupid. That was very stupid. Um, um, I, they did say though that the synopsis is that it will pick up with him living in Canada after he escaped. So they're not retconning anything. Yeah. So. That's why I'm wondering if they could pick up the season and maybe do a, pull a quick one. But <clears throat> my other thought was maybe they could bring Deb Deb back because I just I love Jennifer Carpenter. Like maybe they could bring her back as um, because well he sees Harry. I was gonna say he sees Harry oh, all the that's, time. That's actually, like that's what genius, if they bring yeah. Jennifer Carpenter back? Because obviously she's the one other person in the world who knows exactly what he is and has the same kind of connection to him that Harry had. So, like, if she brought him back and he actually just saw her as a, you know, as a ghost, like, the way he sees Harry. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of that. That's perfect. It's exactly how you bring her back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. There you have it. You don't need to wreck on (laughs) shit. (laughs) She she just shows up. So you're Canadian now, eh? (laughs) Nice beard, (laughs) douche. All right. Anyway, uh, on that note, that is the end of the news for this week. <laughs> All right. Douche. <laughs> we're we're going to take a quick break. Wasn't there something that we said we were going to watch at the break? I don't remember. I hope not. It's already almost 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Get over yourself, man. We're riding. We're ride or die tonight. I'm going to watch the sun come up with you. We're riding that 12 percenter. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to watch or we're going to talk about. <laughs> we need to watch the movie still. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about never hike alone and never hike in the snow. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right. a lovely woman. All right, James Athen. Leave her alone. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, did you see my birth certificate or something? Like, where'd you... 
What, the, the Jamesathan? Yeah. Oh, you just look like a Jamesathan, that's all. It's my given name. Yeah, I, fi- I figure. Jamesathan. I figure. <laughs> all right, uh, never hike alone. Ah, yes. In the, uh, in the midst of the Friday the 13th uh, uh, court cases going on, right, we cannot get any new Friday the 13th movies whatsoever. Yeah. Um, what and, an absolute and, mess that and is, And we too. won't for the foreseeable future. This, yeah. is, this is not going to go away anytime soon. It's been years already. It's going to be years before this is done. And uh, unfortunately, that means no new Jason. However, Womp Stomp films have stepped the fuck up and have given us some of the best Jason stories that we've had in forever, honestly. FNA. Um, we talk uh, very, very highly of uh, this, the, this first film, Never Hike Alone. We talk about this a lot uh, as one of the single best fan films that's ever been made. Yeah. And I think that it actually is the single best fan film ever made. Like, Which I, is why we talk about it. Yeah, like that. I, I'm just trying to think, though, of any other fan films I've seen. I've watched quite a few of them. They're usually not good. Like, they're not all bad, but there's usually, like, an air to them that, like, it just feels homemade or it it's feels like, sort of it's cheap. Like, or it, you know. It's like sometimes you'll have good production, but the acting and the writing is shit. Or yeah, you'll have yeah. good acting and writing, but the production is shit. And like, or it's, it's all shit. Yeah, it's all, or it's all <laughs> complete shit. Very like this. This is actually, and I really, I really like the way they did this one. Um, this is basically it. Kind of tapped into modern times. Yep. In a in a clever way, like there's there's a lot of movies that try to, uh. Like if it's older franchises that are trying to bring themselves into the 21st century, where will the, they'll they'll try to tap themselves into, you know, modern society. Sure, I hate if, saying this, but the zeitgeist. Yeah, like the and and I don't like a, a lot of times it just doesn't work. It feels forced with what they did with this one, where they made the main character a travel blogger. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's totally in line with how things like you know like it's a it's a totally believable character it's and it's actually genius um for for what they it's it's genius on on, on multiple fronts not only is it genius because it fits into like you said like the zeitgeist of of today like it fits it feels very of the times right but it also is genius because for what they were working with i'm sure that they had a small budget Right. Yeah. I'm sure, or at least not large. Um, I'm sure. I know that they they had. Got, well, this was a ki- it was, was it a Kickstarter, a Kickstarter or Indiegogo. I it can't was remember. Kickstarter. I don't remember exactly what their budget was though. Look it up. I'm sure it's available online. I will. Still. Yeah. But um, regardless of what it was, it, this is that by no means is this you know budgeted you know studio money, right? Right. Um, and the fact that they did that, they pulled this off by using basically two actors the entire movie, mm-hmm. and that was genius. And it never once felt out of place. Now, me and you are big fans of found footage movies, so the fact that that there's a lot of found footage aspects into this movie uh, was definitely a big plus for us. Yeah, yeah, totally. And the way that it was just done, though, it, they didn't rely on that. Though it wasn't like a, it wasn't totally found footage because there was definitely you know third person shots and whatnot, and like. So you're, you're, you're following this character, but it, it all blended together so incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And it rode the back, quite frankly, on uh, Drew Lighty's performance of Kyle. Yeah. Um, which was awesome. Like, he's just a really, really, he's a good actor. Um, and a lot of time in these fan films, you get you get a lot of actors that are probably you know, more inexperienced or whatever. You know, they're they're not, or or in some cases, not even real actors. You know, and and the performances, they just don't feel 
right, I guess is the right word for it. Like yeah. something feels off about it. Yeah. And that for me is the, is the biggest thing that takes me out of a movie. Yeah. Like if the characters aren't believable, that just takes me right out of it. And um, the character of Kyle McLeod or McLeod, McLeod, McLeod. I don't know. Uh, Leod. I'm. I'm. McLeod. By the way you're saying it, I'm not looking at it, but I'm guessing it's McLeod. No, it's M C L E O D. Yeah, it's McLeod, dude. Is it really? Yes. There's no W in it though. So you spell McLeod, James. How do you spell McLeod? I don't know. There's. I've never seen anybody. L O U D. Like a McDonald's cloud. Like if that was on the menu, it's a McCloud. Dude, this is a Scottish name. It's McCloud. Like like the Highlander. I've never seen Highlander. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Oh God, you're just the worst piece I of am. shit. Anyway though, so Kyle McCloud, he um his his character though is just great. Like, you know, he's this travel blogger. He finds this old camp Crystal Lake. He's heard the stories. He's walking around. Oh, this isn't that big of a deal. He decides to camp out there one night. Little does he know that uh, Mr. Jason is right outside the window waiting for him. And the whole last half of this movie, it's an hour long movie. The whole last half of the movie is just one basically long chase scene. Chase scene. Yeah. yeah. This, this movie lives in its tension. Like every Every scene ends almost with like something that is sort of tense with his you know circumstance uh, at the camp. Yeah, um, I really like uh, I really like Jason in this movie too. I don't know if I I don't know if they. Uh, I noticed today when I watched Never Hike. Well, I guess it, it must be because Never Hike in the Snow is technically a prequel to Never Hike Alone, right? Um, I. I don't think like in the actual cast crediting, they cl- they credited him as Ghost Jason, but further on down when when they're like into the uh, like wardrobe department and stuff like that, yeah, it says, um, Ghost Jason wardrobe, uh, or Ghost Jason something by uh, Vincent uh, Vincente. DeSanti, yeah. who is the director who also played Jason. And yeah, then, he pulled double duty on And this. then Ghost Jason wardrobe by so-and-so. So they're crediting him as Ghost Jason. I wonder if that's just like the name they're giving that particular Jason. Because it seems like every Jason from different movies has sort of a nickname. Um, like Zombie Jason. Yeah, Zombie Jason. Yeah, Baghead Jason. Exactly. I wonder um, if they just kind of nicknamed him that for, for these shoots to yeah. kind of separate theirs. Uh, I've said in in past episodes when we were talking about this that this version of Jason might actually be like my second favorite mm-hmm. version of Jason. It's just so good, yeah. and it's a different Jason. You see it a lot more in the se- in the sequel or prequel, brother. But like this is like more of a. It's he's more of a thinking Jason. Like you can see him thinking about him stalking his prey, other than it just being simply predatory, mm-hmm. like. Jason actually has a mind, and you can see it in the performance that he's actually thinking about what he's doing, as opposed to it just being like impulse, you know, predatory reaction. Yeah, which he, which, which is in all the other movies. Um, and I kind of like that. I didn't think that I would, but I kind of like that about this version of him. You know, he's more methodical. He's more, I don't know. He's just more badass. Um, it's funny though, it's... and he's a very simple design to Jason as well. Yeah. I, I it, like and 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 just uh even just his look is very like monochromatic mm-hmm. like uh his entire outfit that he's wearing is shades of brown or taupe or yeah. whatever 
and then they're very earth tony and then even his skin is uh like like a dark gray color almost um and it's just and and then i i love the fact that you can't see his eyes behind the mask no like the eyes are completely blacked out and i really love that i think it's i think it's cool it makes it that makes it makes the character much more creepy because even though there's like this idea that there is some uh there is some method to his madness and like you know he's he's really kind of plotting things out that the lifelessness of his just completely blacked out eyes yeah. just makes it that much more frightening you know i don't know if this was intentional or not but it did catch my eye there's a scene where uh, where jason is is stalking kyle and they're inside the cabin and jason turns his whole body right and as he's turning his body you can actually look through. So if you're getting, you're getting like a side profile view of Jason as he's turning, yeah, you can literally look into his left eye socket of the mask, and you can see clear through the mask out the other eye. And it's weird because you would think that you almost wouldn't be able to do that because like the bridge of his nose would be there or whatever. Yeah, but you see straight through it, and I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it gave off to me at least because I noticed it. It gave off this feeling of. There's no face behind that. Right. <laughs> like his whole face is just eroded just like away. Caved in, yeah. And then later on you actually see his face. And or maybe it was before then, but regardless, you see his face at one point in the movie. And it's hands down my favorite maskless Jason scene. Mm. Um his mouth is all like fucked up. It looks like it's like <laughs> it almost looks like he has like a cleft lip going up the top, but like a cleft lip that like shriveled because he was underwater for so long, maybe yeah. or something. It's gross and it's awesome. <laughs> um and it's it's probably my favorite, like I said, unmasked version of Jason. It just mm. looks so good. They they put so much time and care into into this movie, uh, and it shows. And I don't know how accurate this is, but um, from this is a this is an article I found from a couple uh, last year, so 2019, May of 2019, that. Uh, production began in 2016, but their original funding was only able to get them part of the way. When they started a new Kickstarter campaign to finish the movie, they set a goal of $13,000 and raised almost 19000 Oh, wow. Okay. So this movie is done on... A $20,000 budget. 20000 20, plus, plus whatever they had managed to raise before, though. I mean... Yeah, no, that's it's like nuts, what they're dude. able to do with the characters, what they're able to do with the mythos, with you know surrounding Jason, surrounding Crystal Lake, and then adding new characters and and a completely new story mm-hmm. on twenty five thousand dollars, dude. Yeah, it's that's it's, crazy. It's nutty, dude. Like I remember, like you know, I, the the movie that that zombie movie that I made that had Fred Williamson in it. Yeah, that was like fifty some odd thousand dollars. Was it really? Oh yeah, and it's like and it looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> It just does. Like, no offense to the people that worked on it. They, you know, to its credit, though, it does have Johnny Gel. It does have Johnny Gel. It's and uh, that's pretty much all you need for a fantastic production. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, so when I hear that they did this on that kind of a budget, it's crazy. Now, granted, the the technology is better now. They shot this on Reds, uh, Red cameras. Red cameras look amazing. Um, now, where do they? Because a red camera, that's a hundred thousand dollar camera. Well, yeah, but you usually when you rent them, or yeah, yeah. The guys, I know a couple of guys, the Mata brothers. I don't know them like personally, but I've worked with them and I'm friendly with them on, yeah. on the socials and whatnot. Um, 
they are guys that are local to here. They're from Flint, I think. Uh, and they do a lot of work around here. And they work, they're, they're twin brothers. They work uh, exclusively with Red. Like, they bought their own camera. So basically, when you hire them, you're hiring the camera as well. And so I think a lot of camera guys have their own gear. Well, that's what I've heard so, about Red's because yeah. the, uh, the operation of them is so in-depth. Yeah. That just, you basically have to be trained just to being, work on them. Just being somebody who knows how to operate a red properly is enough of a foot in the door to get yeah. you all kinds of jobs because yeah. like a production can't just go out and rent a red camera because well, they need they some can. because they need somebody who knows how to properly operate yeah, it. They, no, they can. You would just then have to they find can, somebody. But then, then you'd have to yeah. find somebody to operate yeah. it. So like that's a perfect way of marketing yourself as oh, hey, yeah. I have this camera that you can rent and I also have me who knows how to use it properly. Which is I was working on a, a um, <laughs> it's a good business. We used to own my the church that I worked for, we used to own uh, another abandoned church a couple miles down the road from us. It's actually where we filmed uh, a lot of the zombie movie. And uh, we had a, a production come in. Uh, it was a small production and they were shooting um it was an adaptation of something, and I forget what it... Oh, it was an adaptation of uh, um, the Dead Rising video game. Oh. They, were, they, were, they were shooting an adaptation of that. It was supposed to be for something... Wait, the think. one that ended up on uh, Crackle? No, no. So this was for something different. They were trying to adapt it long before that one was even a real thing. Because we watched that one on Crackle. Oh, it was, that was actually pretty yeah, was good. Uh, no, this, is, this was like a, a, a different thing. I don't know what exactly they were shooting, but I know that the script was an adaptation from that video game. Okay. And the Mata Brothers ended up being hired for it. Oh, cool. So I, had, I, I knew them. I saw, I saw them there. I'm shooting the shit with them. And uh, one of the, like, if I'm remembering this correctly, one of the guys was there literally just to dump footage because if you dump it wrong, you'll lose everything. Really? It's that, it's like, it, the process is that crazy, I guess, That's yeah. That's weird. Um, I like, don't know. Like, why would they, why would they make something so complicated? This was years ago, in all fairness, yeah. so it's possible with the newer Reds, they're not as crazy. Did one of them teach but, at Macomb? No. No? No, they're my age. So, or our age. Well, that doesn't mean they couldn't have taught at well, Macomb. I don't, I don't believe they did, though. Like, within the past, like, five years? No, I no. Don't think so. Okay. No. Not that right. I know of, at least. But okay. um, anyway, though, yeah, I don't know if the Reds are still still as difficult to operate, but I know they were. I actually got... I've been out of the game for a bit, so... You had told me about this uh, a couple years ago, so I got on YouTube. One night, I like went down a, a YouTube rabbit hole. It was probably the weirdest rabbit hole I've been on because it was completely... Usually, when you go down a, a YouTube rabbit hole, it's like it's stuff that you either maybe know a little bit about or 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 uh or it's just like funny and entertaining Uh this was neither of those things (laughs) (laughs) because it was i watched probably three hours worth of uh, red camera tutorials just because i wanted to know how complicated it was to actually operate them yeah and yeah it's fuck it's like it's crazy there's a lot to them yeah um anyway though that whole divergence was just to say this movie looks (laughs) amazing um and, and that's part of why I think this movie succeeds in the way that it does. It, it a lot of fan films, like we were saying before, they look, they might have the best equipment they can get, right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look pro. These movies look pro. Yeah. The acting is pro. The well, most of the acting is pro. Uh, they look pro though. They're directed pro. The makeup effects are pro. The 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 design is pro. The 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 um the uh, costuming is pro. Like everything looks as it should for a big budget 
pro studio shoot. Yeah. And that's why this succeeds because they put the time and money and care into everything where it needed to go. And they, they pulled this movie, I mean, together and, and it's incredible. I don't know. I, I can't speak any highly, any more highly of this movie. It's just so good. Yeah. I remember watching this for this, for the the first time and it was, uh, what was it? 2009 was the last like actual, uh, the the last no, actual no, was Friday that oh nine I want to say was Freddy vs Jason. No, two thousand nine was Friday the Thirteenth the remake. Was it the remake with uh, Jeez, Derek okay. Mears? God, that seems like so long ago. That was the like that was the last yeah. bit of Jason that we Door, got eleven and, years ago. Yeah, and uh, like when this came out, I was like, man, that's I <laughs> I went into it going, okay, it's a fan film, it's gonna be yeah. whatever. Sure. And then I remember watching it and just going, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Like, this was, it was good. And you, and like, it was so good that so many people started talking online and saying, this needs to be canon. Like, yeah. this, oh, this I'm, needs I'm in that. to be a part of, a, a part of the actual uh, Friday the 13th world. Like, there's no way that you can discount this anymore. Like, it yeah, was I'm, just that I'm good. Yeah, uh, I'm in that camp. Like, totally. I think that, uh, once actually what I was thinking actually is what they could do is once all these chapters are being done mm. so they're doing five films right uh-huh. they're doing five films uh, if the rest of them are all going to be at least a half an hour long if you broke up the first movie into two parts you could almost do a limited series and I almost wonder if if they could pick up this franchise when it's done like this Never Hike Alone franchise when it's done mm-hmm. treat it as like a limited series on like a streaming service you know what I'm saying? Shutter or something like that, right? But then but then canonize it as well. Right. That could be a that could be a, a cool way of doing it. Yeah. Um I just I just think that it should be. I think that there's like I said, so much care. You have returning actors that come back. Uh we didn't even get to the end of this yet. Um, but Tom Matheson or Tom Tom Matthews. Tom Matthews. Uh he comes back at the end, he plays Tommy Jarvis in uh part uh six. Yeah. And I believe in the beginning of part five, uh seven. But like uh he's yeah, he's Tommy Jarvis in, in, in part six in Jason Lives. Uh, and he actually comes back and plays the role of, of Tommy Jarvis in yeah. uh, in the prequel here. Where there's actually other characters that come back as well. So they're they're living within the the mythos, you know. Like um, when when Kyle first gets to the camp, right? He's so Kyle Kyle's doing this blogging thing in his car. He's like, "Oh, I'm taking this trail. We're gonna go around here. It's gonna be like an eight mile trek to get to base camp." And then apparently he runs for eight straight miles. Like without stopping, <laughs> I think that's what you're led to believe. <laughs> he just runs, um, but he comes across. A note- I mean, people who people who don't drink a bunch of pitch black beers and and uh, you know sit in front of their computers all day can actually run eight miles. What you're describing is not a real person. I, I, I'm sorry. Everybody I, <laughs> drinks pitch black beer and sits in front of their computer. Everybody. All day. <laughs> um, so he's doing the running or whatever, and he comes up across, uh, comes across this no trespassing sign, and he's like, "Well, if I cut through here, I can pick back up the trail on the other side." So I'm right. just, just going to cut through. He's like telling, he's telling his, his he's GoProing himself. He's like, "No, oh, don't do what I do here. You know, you know, always stick to the trails." Well, he comes across Camp Crystal Lake. Mm. So he's doing his whole thing, and as he's uh, uh, exploring around you're seeing these tags hanging from like trees or hanging from places inside uh, the camp. And what those are, those are markers for all the different death scenes that happened in the camp throughout the movies. Uh-huh. Like the police, the leftover police uh, um, investigation yeah, like Markers tags. for where the crime scenes were. Here's my question. Because those markers, though, mark a lot of the different kills that happened throughout the franchise, yeah. 
that camp was open multiple times <laughs> throughout its existence, right? So I don't think any of those tags would be there. So trying to fit this into a specific time period might be a little bit tricky. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I feel like they would have taken all that stuff down. None of that, none of those remnants would have been there still if this was taking place current day. That's just my way of thinking about it. Maybe I'm nitpicking it a little bit too much, but uh, I'm thinking. I mean, like there was a few within the cabins themselves, uh-huh. but I'm pretty sure most of the ones that were in the cabins actually were from the first movie. Okay, and that camp's been open a lot since then. So they wouldn't be leaving that stuff there. Right. So that's a, that's the one thing that makes it a little bit difficult to try to put this in, like interject it or have yeah. it come after everything else. Unless they unless in one of the later movies they talk about how the cases were reopened and they reinvestigated it or something. Like they could always explain it away like that. You know, it's been it's been and this the camp's or, been empty for this many years, yet five years ago they were here re examining everything. So that's what you're seeing. Like they could yeah. do something like that, I suppose, but Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't really or think maybe, about that. Or, or maybe maybe Tommy Jarvis put them all there because he was investigating it. Yeah, that's yeah. a possibility. It could be. Or, um, maybe, or maybe Jason put them up as mementos. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a scrapbook. He likes to walk. Yeah, just walk around and see his handiwork. I mean, I mean, can't blame him, right? What else do you have to do? <laughs> um, yeah. So I love uh, the 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 character of Jason is menacing and is just as 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 vicious as you would want him to be the kills are a little bit few and far between mostly because there's only one character <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. this so you can't really have a lot of kills but his kill i'm not going to ruin what it is but his kill at the end i thought was pretty fucking sweet the uh oh yeah yeah it was was pretty sweet for this <laughs> movie uh there's some other slicing and dicing that happens or whatever um i i thought that his first um the first time that you see jason was a little bit two on the nose it's like right when he gets to right when kyle gets to the no trespassing sign jason like very obviously walks out in the background yeah i wish it would have been a little bit more subtle yeah like almost like like i i really like um in in certain movies and even even in uh even in a couple of these movies in the, within the franchise it'll almost be like You'll just hear a little musical sting, sure, and that little that little like uptick in the music makes you want to look around the screen because you go, Jason must be in here somewhere because or even showing just a quick point of view shot, right? Of like, oh, someone's looking out behind this tree, right? But then you don't actually see him in the background, but you know he's there. Like stuff like that, I think is a little bit more effective, right. personally. And and actually, remind me to bring that up and for when we're talking about the second movie, okay. Because those musical stings are very effective in the second movie, uh, because that they come at moments where the the camera is panning across the the landscape, yeah, and the music will hit, and you go, oh shit, he's there somewhere, and you look around, and you're like, oh, no, he's not, mm-hmm. but he might be. Like it makes me want to go back and rewatch it because I'm like every what time you hear one of those yeah. little musical stings, you're like, well, he must be in the shot somewhere because that's what that's implying, and then you you don't see him anywhere, but then every once in a while you do. So, and it, and it'll have the same effect, like the musical pickup right when you see him. 
So you want to go back in the movie where you hear those same musical cues mm-hmm. and it's going across the landscape and you go, well, where if it's, is, if it's happening Waldo, here, it? it must be happening here too. So it's, it, it, it really me, makes you want to kind of go back and like pick it all apart. Reminds me of like the Haunting of Hell House on Netflix, how like there's so many ghosts in that series that are <sighs> hidden throughout the- I gotta uh, watch that show Yeah, too. <laughs> they're, they're hidden throughout all the episodes though and you don't even see half of them. Right. And so you have to really look. That I, I, I like that kind of stuff. Oh, I love it, It was dude. a movie we just watched recently where I was- the hidden the there's the hidden uh, neighbor in the back part of the video shot that found footage movie oh um uh, uh was that uh, mongo lake yeah mongo lake yeah. Or, no lake mongo Mon- lake mongo <laughs> mongo lake, mongo, lake. Um, mongo records yeah um yeah stuff like that i love so that that would have yeah. been a, i think a little bit more effective than just having him step out or whatever but what are you gonna do i i'm i'm nitpicking at this point and i understand that yeah yeah, yeah. because this movie's amazing but if i'm going to nitpick let's fucking nitpick um I did not like at the end, and this this the one thing that absolutely made this stick out as a fan film that I absolutely hated was the fact that at the very end, uh, Kyle Kyle survives his encounter with Jason. He sort of gets away, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really cool uh, cut shot sequences, things that happen at the end, but he finally does get uh, found by a couple of paramedics mm-hmm. uh, in an ambulance, and. One of the guys, uh, one of the guys uh, played by Tom Matthews, he's one of the paramedics. Um, he calls in uh, where they're at, and he goes, "Such and such and such, we're on South Cunningham Road." Um, and I hated that. I well, absolutely hated it because, like, every if you're watching this, you know who Sean Cunningham is. Yeah, it's so obvious, and it, like to me, it pulled me right out of the story because, like, really? oh, we're watching a fan film. Like it's just like well, I don't like when they do that in mainstream movies either though. I think it's way too on the nose. I like callbacks, but I like subtle callbacks, and that was not subtle to me at all. And it really kind of just took me out of the movie and made me feel like I was, oh, it's a fan film. Like, even though this was way better than, you know, a quote unquote fan film, that really just kind of stung on me a little bit. That happens so much within the horror genre though. It like, does, that's- yeah. It does, and I hate it and every time. Really? Yeah, I'm just not a fan of it. I think it's cheap. I think it's it's just I don't know, it's silly. Don't do it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, like I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with injecting like because it's it's I've seen roads called Cunningham Road before, so it's it it's yes you're really, yes you're putting it in there specifically for uh, you know fan service. It, you're I, putting in the in there as fan service, but at the same time, it's still completely realistic. It's I think not, though that if you were doing it in a movie that wasn't a Friday the Thirteenth fan film and it was something else, it'd be more acceptable. Like I would have been more acceptable if it's uh, on South Hotter Road. It just it rolls off the tongue better. Like Cunningham is like it's almost like it's too long and it sticks out too much. I don't know. It sounds weird. I, I know I'm nitpicking. I completely understand. Totally, that I'm you are yeah. because if you think that South Hotter Road would have. <laughs> It just any better know. like that's yeah i don't know i don't know it just stuck out to me that's all yeah, maybe i'm wrong that's fine yeah, you're, not, allowed, you're I, not you're not wrong you're just a prick that's fine i can, <laughs> I can be a prick um yeah i don't know like, i don't know what else there is to say about this other than the fact that you need to watch it oh there was one thing yeah i'm fairly certain that uh is it vincent desante or vincente because there is an e at the end of his name if there's an E, I'd say it's Vincente. Vincente, okay. Yeah. So Vincente DeSanti. Um, there's two things that um, make me a little bit upset. One was that Cunningham Road thing. The other thing is I'm a little bit upset that in a weird roundabout way, 
um, that we're only two out of the five movies in, which means he's going to be wrapped up making these movies for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't want him to leave. Like he needs to finish this because this is his voice, his Jason, the whole deal, right? He needs to be there. But I so badly want to see him now tackle something else. I want to see an original story by him. I want to see this guy work in a studio system. Like he's a great director. Yeah. You know, like I really, really want to see him tackle something a bit bigger. But at the same time, I don't want him to leave this. So I'm a little bit torn on that, you know, because he because he clearly has really, really good directing chops. Like, and I I just I want to see this guy be really successful, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I'm I'm trying to I haven't actually heard much about. Do you know how much of the well, they've had to do. They've had to do campaigns, crowdfunding campaigns yep. for both of these, haven't they? Yes, they have. So it's not like they're already done filming the other three no, or they, anything like that. They, like they just they... finished shooting this one not too long ago. The reason that I know that, one of our Instagram friends, uh, Ashley Covington, I believe is her name is, uh, she was just randomly one of our Instagram fans, and I see her feed all the time. Mm-hmm. Had no idea that she was that she worked on these films. Uh, I was, I took notice of her because she, (laughs) I don't even know if she actually listens to the show or not, but she did this thing during quarantine where she basically had her mannequin friend that lived with her and she would put her mannequin friend in Uh compromising situations. And it was just (laughs) very funny. And, um, and so I would see her in our feed all the time. And then she posted something about going back to work finally. And, um, I was reading her post and it was about going back to work on this movie or on the sequel and I never hike in the snow. So I was like, oh shit, she worked on those movies. And then we looked at her and she was the set photographer, apparently is what she did. And um, so yeah, so I so they only finished wrapping this not terribly long ago. So yeah, I don't I don't believe they've really started much of anything on the other ones, um, if if anything. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I just really want to see him tackle some other stuff. Uh the other thing that my I have a question about Mr. Vincente is that I think that he might be a wrestling fan. Why? Uh, in this movie, he totally choke slammed a guy through a table. <laughs> if that's not like wrestling this Undertaker is... choke slamming someone through a table, I don't know what it is. No, this is <laughs> a common move. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to it until I hear otherwise. I think he's a wrestling fan. Just saying. I mean, I I can't really argue with you. <laughs> it's it was Other, a perfect uh, choke slam onto a table. Like, come on, it's uh, it's exactly what it is. I can't really argue with you, other than other than like I don't want you to have the satisfaction of knowing that somebody else is a wrestling fan in the world. So I'm just <laughs> gonna say he's probably not. That's fair. Um, before we move on here, let's talk about the ending here uh, because it leads does lead into the prequel which is weird. But um, Tommy Jarvis, like we said, does come back. Yeah. Uh, Tom Matthews does make a cameo at the end of this movie playing one of the paramedics. Uh, and the very end scene, he sees Jason standing at the back of the, at the back of the ambulance. Like, Remember me, motherfucker, or something <laughs> like that. Um, and it was a really awesome way to go off. And uh, so Tom Matthews does uh, reprise his role in Never Hike in the Snow. So let's move on to that one that obviously came out in 2020 because it came out two days ago. <laughs> uh, once again, directed by Vincent, Vincente DeSanti. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, three months prior to the events of Never Hike Alone, uh, that follows the strange disappearance of uh, Mark Hill, a Crystal Lake resident who went for a hike in the dead of winter and never came home. Um, yeah. I didn't know what to expect out of this movie. Yeah. I, I, there was a part of me that was a little bit, 
afraid that they were going to go the whole route of it's just another single guy out the hiking in the snow, right? And it was going to be kind of a retread of the first movie. Yeah. And I was really hoping it wasn't going to be that. And thank God it wasn't. Yeah. This was a completely different movie. It had didn't have any of the, the uh, found footage aspects to it at all, outside of a little body cam thing at the end. But... Which I really liked the body oh, so cam work that they did. Like I thought that was a, a clever way of including a little bit of that found footage yeah. feel. And it's, uh, it's cool that he's that they're not afraid to use different mediums yeah. to, to tell the story. Yeah, I like definitely. that a lot. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, I uh, I didn't know what to expect out of this either, and I agree with you. Like when I first, you know, you first see the well, the teaser trailer was basically the first two or three minutes of this. Yes, movie. it was. Which. When, um, as soon as I saw that that's what it was, I go, okay, good. So they're not giving anything away for later on. In the exactly. Story. Yep. That was my same thought. I was like, oh, great. The the teaser trailer was this right here. So it's just the cold open. Basically. So, yeah. so I kind of, yeah, the teaser trailer where the, cold open. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> the teaser trailer was the first two minutes and it, it, it cut off like right at, you know, like minute two in one second, yeah, where you would have saw like the final action oh, of that yeah, scene. Yeah. So it was it was really cool. Like it, it didn't spoil anything for you at all. But it was like a perfect. It was a perfect uh, little appetizer. Like where it was like, oh it, shit! It, now I really need to see what happens with it the rest wet your of the scene. Little bit. Yeah. I, Plus, um, we've been how many years? How have people been wanting to see Jason in the snow? Sure. Sure. Right. I agree. And they didn't. They, it's it's weird. I they didn't overdo it. No. Like they didn't like gratuitously do oh Jason in the snow blood blood oh, blood blood, like, blood on white they snow really everywhere <laughs> it was very very controlled and I thought that was one of its strengths yeah um and I, I'm not gonna lie to you when this movie started I was like I am fucking here for this yeah like, even though I've seen this opening I am ready to see what comes right after that cut definitely and when when the arrow oh, and hit it, and when it that, did not disappoint dude. when that arrow hit like you didn't know where it hit the guy I thought it hit him square in the back uh-huh. at first I was like it hits with just like a like a thud like mm-hmm. it, and it's like oh my god that's it's so good um and I, and I can't talk about the opening of this movie. The very first thought that I had was, you before you before um, Mark was that his name? Is that the guy's name? Mark? Yeah, Mark. Uh, he's the guy that dies in the very very beginning. Spoilers. Well, I mean that's part of the it's part of the teaser trailer. Come on. I mean, he could have potentially gotten away, but he, nobody thought he potentially got away. <laughs> um, the before he gets his interaction with Jason, though, it just shows him running through the woods. That fucking drone shot of the landscape in the beginning of this movie oh, it's so is nice, yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so happy that we're at a point now where you can have like the tech to get a shot like that sort of at your fingertips. Mm. You know, it's affordable for low budget filmmakers. Yeah, because you'd never get something like this back in the day ever. No, you have a, a helicopter exactly, and usually those helicopter shots are shaky and they kind of look like shit. <laughs> I mean, honestly, God, go back and watch old movies where it's helicopter shots. Oh sure. They're kind of awful. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I couldn't believe those. Like, this is, uh, this is stunningly beautiful, mm-hmm. shot, beautifully shot. So hats off to the cinematographer or whoever it was that was doing those drone shots because, like, that added so much, like, just so much to the movie. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I had, I had to mention that, that opening shot. Um, getting, getting past that, since we already know that. 
<laughs> Since we already know that, uh, what the hell was his name? Mark. Mark. He dies. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're not going to... I, I I won't spoil his death scene, but his death scene... Oh, it's so good. ...was it's, fantastic. It's like, so good. <laughs> it was... It was so fuck. There's a there's another movie where that exact thing happens, and I can't. Is remember. it the exact though? Because they shoot it in this movie. They did something that I thought was very smart. They switched right for a split second as the the thing is coming towards his thing. thing. Um, they switch to a first person view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see it. And coming you see him through. like. Oh my god. Oh man. I literally almost lost my stomach a little bit watching that because it was so unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> like you literally because if you're like i was literally at the edge of my couch watching this yeah, like, yeah. like i said earlier i'm there for this like, yeah. i am here for this the first one was so good like i'm i've been looking forward to this ever since they announced it and i was so wrapped up in it that i did not expect that first person view so when when the thing was coming at you <laughs> it, like it literally kind of like dipped my stomach a little bit i was like oh god <laughs> i remember what it is what uh uh curse of chucky Oh, do they do it in that? There's a there's a death scene that's almost identical okay. to it. Yeah. Okay. So if people have seen Curse of Chucky, you're gonna there's lots listening of, to this, you're gonna know. Well, what I'm there's about. lots of death scenes in Curse of Chucky though. Well, so, no, you yeah. won't necessarily know what I'm talking about, but you'll 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 see the link yeah. between the two. But yeah, that it was so the just the practical uncomfortable. Yeah, the practical <laughs> effects, like when it so like it happens, you see the whoosh, you yep, know, yep. and then it's and then it zooms out from that shot and it like it it starts off like on his eyes and then it starts to zoom out and you go oh oh I, oh for as, for as controlled as we said it was there is not a lack of red on white in this movie and no it's, no and, and, and it's everything that you wanted to yeah be. yeah bravo if 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 Vincente if you're watching this bravo <laughs> you you did it if you're if you're watching <laughs> this if you're, <laughs> if you're watching this definitely bravo because somehow you've managed to see sound uh drugs maybe <laughs> oh. may, may, maybe you're smoking drugs i don't know if you're I, listening to this though i can yep. see the sound man kelly what can you see <laughs> sound <laughs> um uh, yeah uh so anyway getting past the first kill which we've yeah. been talking about for the yeah. past 15 minutes uh, so that kind of sets up this this whole story where um, this mother, Mark's mother, is concerned because he's been gone for a couple of days now. Yeah. And uh, first thought when I saw his mother, she, whoa, <laughs> she's whoa. a babe, she's a babe. <laughs> she is a babe. She is. Um, and turns out Jason's mother is a babe in this movie yeah. too. Who knew? Yeah, Pamela Voorhees <laughs> got it going Get on. Get it, Pamela. <laughs> Get it, girl. Get it? Uh, yeah. So, um, so we have the sheriff. She gives a good head. <laughs> oh, get it? Because it's her head. Oh boy. Get it? Oh Come boy. Come on, that was a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> now, if uh, Mister if Mister Vincente is listening, he's just shaking his head. <laughs> Joke was a little too cerebral. Yeah, for me. I know. I'm sorry. All right. Anyway, you're saying cerebral because you know because <laughs> of the good head. <laughs> God darn it! All right. So anyway, um, so that kind of sets up. Uh, you have the sheriff who shows up to uh the the scene, uh-huh. and they haven't found Mark yet, but he he sees enough evidence. He sees everything he needs to see to you know kind of. Figure out what's going on. Now, let's not gloss by the sheriff. The sheriff is uh, Sheriff Rick Colon. Now, Rick Colon 
was the deputy deputy Rick Cologne in uh, part six? Jason lives right. So this is now the second character they've brought back from same actor from that. Yeah, same yeah, actor, uh, same Vin- character. Vincent Guastafaro. Ooh, nice. Guastaf- Guastafaro. Guastafaro. Um. So yeah, same. Hey, s- Vinny Guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I see G U A and I get hungry. It's, it's, it's it happens. Vinny Guacamole. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, he's so uh him and him and Tommy Jarvis, him and Tom Matthews are are the two, you know, reprising their roles yep. from way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh which is pretty cool. Uh <laughs> I don't know how much Vincent Guastafaro has done in the recent in in recent I years. I have no idea. I would say that his uh, uh I, f- I felt like his Actually, he's he's all over the place. Is he? Uh, in uh, a lot of TV, NYPD Blue Criminal Minds. Okay. State yeah. Fair. I mean, which is is that State Fair? I think that's TV. I don't know. Yeah, he's all over the place. Um so uh it, it was it was kind of cool seeing them like they because I they didn't, had a rapport. I didn't, well, I didn't I didn't realize at first. I suspected, but I didn't I didn't like I, I hadn't confirmed it yet, but there's a, a point in time where he arrests Tommy Jarvis and he mm-hmm. puts him in the back of the seat. And they're going back and forth, and they obviously like dislike each other sure. a lot. Like I said, there's a and rapport there. Like, yeah, they, they know rapport. each other. There's a rapport, and like they're and they're 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 insulting each other in a way that only two people who really know each other would do. And I didn't know for sure, but I was like, this guy seems like somebody who's obviously like interacted with Tommy mm-hmm. several times before. Uh, so that was really cool when I found out that he was the actual actor who came back and and, and played that same. Sorry. Was that a dog? What was that? That was a dog on a bike. Or a dog, not on a bike, but following a bike. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's weird looking. Sorry, we're reacting to stuff that's going on outside the window. <clears throat> yeah, that was cool, though, to, 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 to see two actors coming back yep. to re- reprise those roles and, and have the same sort of back and forth that they I had. I feel like these two are Jason. going to be the first of yeah. many. It, what? I, said, I feel like these are going to be the, the two, the, these two actors coming back are going to be the first of many. Like there's three yeah. other movies they got to yeah. do still. They're going to, you know, they're going to bring some people back. Oh, sure. They have to. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, you also you also have Deputy uh, Alan Marby, who is the new uh, deputy to the sheriff now, um, and his he plays a pretty big role in this movie. Uh, this is I thought that Jason was interesting in this movie. It's obviously it's uh, it's uh, Vincente again, uh, Desante, Vincente uh, Desante playing Jason again. Um, I I thought that he was interesting because. I said in the first movie that I, that I liked him because he was more methodical and thinking. Yeah. He's really the thinker in this movie. Like you can, it, it focuses on Jason a little bit more by himself. Yeah, and you can definitely see the gears moving in Jason's head a lot more even in this one than well, the last one. The, it's kind of a it's kind of an odd mix though, honestly, because he does obviously like there's a little more time that you see uh, of him being alone. And like, and so you can see sort of just kind of what's going on when nobody else is around. But at the same time, because we did say that he seemed like the the thinker and the planner in the mm-hmm. first one, and not really emotionally driven. But the very beginning of this movie, he kind of goes off emotionally, uh, 
uh, like when the car alarm is going off. You know what I mean? Yep. Because that was a totally irrational reaction by him. Like it, it was it 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 made it obvious that that he still like in his mind he kind of has the mind of a of a child because he just he saw the keys in the guy's hand. Sure, he could have just as easily picked the keys up and hit. No, the, oh hit, god, I would have hated that even more. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, I would I would have hated, hated that, yeah. that too. But like the fact that he went over like Jason instead of, should not know how to use a key fob. Instead of picking up the <laughs> instead of picking up the keys and turning the and or turning the alarm off, he went over to the car, opened the the hood, and ripped the mechanism out that was creating the the alarm to go off. So I didn't like that part. I thought the the Jason opening the hood of a car seemed weird to me. Like I felt like he should have just taken his machete and stabbed the engine, and it just should have turned off. Even if it even if it's not realistic, that's more what Jason would do. He's yeah. not going to open a hood and then look under the hood like what's making this noise. <laughs> I thought that was a little bit weird. I just wish, well, he especially w- to, in order to. I mean, you know, granted, Jason's got superhuman strength, exactly. but to open a hood, you have to. You gotta know where that little latch is. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't like that part. Like I, I just thought like he should have just stabbed it a whole bunch, and then the the horn can just go, eh, 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 like you know, yeah. and then be done with it. That would have mm-hmm. been much more Jason. <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually that's of this movie that was the one thing that I really just kind of was like, ah. And then there was a part I actually had to rewind when I was watching it. I thought that Jason was flicking through pictures on that camera when he picked up the camera at the uh, halfway through the movie. He wasn't though. The camera fell out of the bag and it was already on there. It was and already he, on. And, a then, and then he just yeah. I thought for a second that he was flipping through the pictures. I'm like, Jason does not know how to use a DSLR. Okay, come on. <laughs> so when he. So when he first picked up the camera, it was the the shot of him, the the shot that uh, Kyle accidentally took. Yeah, of him coming up. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. But like I said, All I right. thought when I watched it, I thought he had flipped to it. I'm like, yeah. Oh uh, no. No. No, 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 Jason, d- no, no, <laughs> no. Okay, yeah, and that's that's actually that's cool. That's a testament to, I think, how much thought and how much love they put into this as a fan film because of course if he saw if he if he if he saw a uh, a camera with a screen with an image of him pointed upward so that he could see it yeah he would pick it up and he would inspect it sure he wouldn't flip through it no, exactly. And he saw the picture. He saw, he saw the picture and then smashed and it. And then smashed it. Yeah. Because yeah, so, he doesn't know how to use a camera. He, yeah. But that memory card is still intact. Oh. I think that's going to come back into play. Yeah. Because eventually someone's got to find those bodies, right? So this is a prequel to the... Yes. This is technically a prequel three months set before Never Hike Alone. I'm trying What to... are you thinking? I'm trying to. I'm just going back now, like because honestly, show, honestly, I didn't they show know. what's his name uh, from the first movie, uh, the hiker from the first movie that died at the end of it. They show him in a flashback on uh, Kyle's computer. Or, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Kyle was the guy. I'm sorry. Kyle was the guy from the original movie. Mark is the guy that died in the beginning of this one. Yeah. And when the sheriff goes to to Mark's house and talks to his mother, which Mark's mom, by the way. Outside of being a babe, was a really good actress. Yeah, like I thought she was maybe the best actress of the bunch. Yeah. honestly. Yeah, she was um, good. She was fantastic. And when they go up into Mark's room, 
he's looking through and he finds those printed out um, mm-hmm. the, the sheets basically saying, oh, this is where Crystal Lake is. Mm-hmm. So Mark knew where he was going, didn't want to tell his mom in, you know, when he was telling her you know, goodbye for the day. Didn't want to tell her. And there's a video on the computer of Kyle from the first movie and his travel adventures. Okay, but it was Kyle, like, not at Crystal Lake yet. No, but I think that I, I think the idea is that Kyle might have outlined his plan to go there. Mm. Because. Mm, but but when Kyle stumbled across Crystal Lake right, and never hiked alone, he didn't know it was there. You're right. You're right. Okay, well, you know what? There's three movies that can explain this. Let's not pretend that they're done telling a story here. So these uh, he had a, elements he, might be picked up. He had those printed out pages in his room, and it said, don't or do not forget. Yeah. And then the third page literally showed the main big cabin Yeah, in the middle of the woods. So he knew where he was going. But what does that mean, though? Do not forget. To get out, maybe? Like, this was a, the, he'd get lost if he didn't have that with him, maybe? I don't know. Huh. I have, that I have no idea, but um, but Kyle was definitely on his computer, so Mark knew who Kyle was via the internet at least. Yeah, what that what that means, who knows? Like I said, I hope that they, I hope I hope that we're not supposed to understand it right now. You know, there's like I said, there's three more chapters in the story, so I'm hoping that's all this is. Um, yeah, I'm I'm guessing that's probably what it is. Like all the questions that I have regarding these two movies will probably be answered yeah, oh, in the oh, subsequent sure, three sure, movies. Yeah. It's just I get so tied up with like <laughs> trying to figure things out that it's probably it's probably not it's it's not good on my part. But uh, you want the answers now? Damn it! Damn! Just um, give me the answers. Yeah, there I, was there the ugh, I don't know. There was a uh, the the very end. Once again, there's not a ton of characters in this movie to like have a body count necessarily mm-hmm. but the kills that you do get are awesome Top they're notch. so good there's that Top big notch. one at the very beginning and there's yep. a big one at the very end uh-huh. both of them the one at the end like it happens so quick <laughs> like so i expect it to happen but not mm. when it did and that it caught me off guard that scene like leading up to that too was intense yeah uh, that's where I said like they they incorporated oh, some of the uh, the the police body cam footage yeah and the way they would cut back and forth between the body cam footage and the actual footage, like the I body thought, cam footage, reminded me of like a survival horror game. Yeah, like where you have like a like a small flashlight and you're going through like a dark room, like yeah. an old Resident Evil or something like that. Like definitely, it was very video gamey, um, and I liked it. So he, so so Vincente Desanti likes wrestling and video games. <laughs> is what we're getting at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was cool, very effective. Yeah. Um, that whole scene, like of the deputy walking to the house throughout that whole thing i thought was really cool yep. uh both movies 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 uh <laughs> had the um uh, uh, uh pamela Voorhees's head in, in oh yeah in them and this one you actually got a younger incarnation of pamela Voorhees. pamela Voorhees's head was attached to a, a body right and, and all of it looked pretty good right <laughs> <laughs> she might be crazy but um i didn't expect that no, I did it was, not expect a Pamela Voorhees in this. And I'm guessing that's leading up to, I don't know, maybe... Mom, mommy issues? May, well, maybe <laughs> maybe Mark's mom coming into the fold at some point in time and maybe having to pull a pull an Amy Steele, Jenny kind of thing. Oh, it's possible. Where she has to pretend to be mom. It's possible. They, they, they did uh, establish her character and then not do anything else with her, so right. it's possible that she does come back. Right. Um, 
who knows? I'm I'm so there's, excited to see how yeah, this is going to play. Yeah, out. Yeah, there's a lot of territory that they can explore, man. And I they're doing such a good job so far yep. with it. I'm I'm really excited. And if they continue doing crowdfunding things, I'm jumping in from now on. I am too. I think totally. I am too. I mean, there's no reason not to. I this, missed this out. This is the kind of stuff that we love. This is the kind of, like I like. Don't get me wrong. I love big budget. I love big budget movies as much as anybody else, but. But uh, this kind of stuff is, it's the bread and butter. You know what I mean? Yep. Like small creators putting out content like this. Like if more, if more indie, indie creators put out more amazing content like this, I'd be, I'd be all over it. I'd be, I'd be supporting all of them. Hey, indie creators, do better. Yeah. (laughs) If not, you felt a fish. There's, um, in, in, in the, in the scheme, scheme, in the scene of independent filmmaking, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, the bar has been raised. Yeah, I, honest to God, I think that uh, these these movies have raised the bar higher than it's ever been raised for independent film. They're just they're just so good. At least at least uh, like like uh, horror films, independent horror films, yeah. fan films. Yeah, the bar has absolutely been raised, and this is the new standard. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Agreed. You're never you're never going to be um, considered. I think uh, as good as you can be, unless you hit this bar now, because they've raised it so much. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I I I love these movies. I can't I can't say that enough. Th- these are some of my favorite uh, fan films that I've ever seen in my life. So yeah, totally. Yeah, fan um, films that should be canon. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I have to like if I if I had to pick, I would say I liked the first one a little bit better. The first one was more of a a full story. I th- it was a it was a full story, and it was just like such a fresh take. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it it was something completely different that you had never seen because there had been taught there there had been ideas in the past of a found footage Jason. Film. Oh yeah, yeah. I, and I always thought, I always thought, man, that sounds really cool. But I think if you tried to do it too many, like too many Jason purists would lose their minds about sure. it. And this was. In the first one, never hike, mix. never hike alone was a perfect balance yep. to me. Like there was a little bit of found footage feel to it, and then uh, you know mixed with a, a good amount of narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, the second movie I still liked though. I liked it a lot. I think it was just that it was such a short movie. It, it was really only twenty two minutes long. No, well, I mean, there's the end credits and whatnot. It the was thirty one. It was thirty one minutes total on my my YouTube counter. Yeah, and the end credits are like seven minutes long, because because the list of Kickstarter backers oh, was there long, was like yeah. two thousand people. Yeah, um, and they put every single one of them in the credits, which they should. Um, but yeah, so it was it was really only like a 22, 23 minute long movie. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, you didn't get you yeah, didn't this, get quite as much as you did in the first. The movie. second movie felt more like a setup movie. Yeah, like this is like this is putting a lot of other things in play. Yeah, that we're going to find out more about in the oh, future. Oh yeah, definitely. So. They opened a, a bunch of doors that they can go down now. Yep. So I'm not I'm not faulting it at all. Like there was there was plenty about it that I really liked, but I just I think overall when it comes to a like a viewing experience, I like the first one better. Yeah, I'm gonna rewatch the second one though. Mm-hmm. It's such a quick watch. I'm gonna rewatch it probably yeah. a thousand times. But uh, <laughs> I I would agree with you at this point in in, in time. Yeah. You know, like I said, the first one was more of a uh, had a beginning, had a middle, had an end. Like right. it was a full fledged story. Whereas like I said this one was more of a um, the newer one was more of a, a transitional movie, if you will. Yeah. They were it was there to kind of put the footings down and set up for future stories. Yep. So. Yep. I think that's absolutely right. 
But, uh, but yeah. um, I don't want to say too much else about these just because uh, I think that people should go watch them. You can go watch them for free on on YouTube. Yeah. So why wouldn't you? Um, can I leave you with a fun leave, fact? Leave comments. The dudes from uh, uh, well, now. everybody, the dudes and ladies. I'm assuming a lot of a, a lot of uh, ladies worked on these films as well. So everybody over at Womp Stomp, everybody involved with this these productions could use the support like get on watch these watch these movies comment as much as you can throw them the likes throw them the subscribes all that stuff for sure um can i leave you with a little factoid i would love it the original hockey mask that was uh that was first debuted in part three right Mm -hmm. uh was based off of a hockey mask that was used by the detroit red wings really so we have we are connected to Jason Voorhees in his most pure form. It runs deep. Runs deep through our veins. Right? Yeah. Right. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's All right, cool. Guys. That's really cool. That's um, really what? That's really cool. <laughs> hey, that's a really cool fact, man. <laughs> oh, I hate you so much. All right. Well, that's it for this week. That's it for the Never Hike Alone movies never hike alone and never hike in the snow check them out on youtube that's it for now we will have three more installments coming at you in five years and we're still (laughs) doing this show uh in the meantime in the next five years if you'd like to find us on social media you can find us on instagram facebook and soundcloud at the buzzed kill podcast you can also find us on twitter at the buzzed kill pc if you would prefer to see our smiling faces as opposed to just listen to our stupid voices you can find us on youtube we have a youtube show called trailer trashed and uh just search for the uh, buzzkill podcast and you'll find us on there and give us a subscribe and a follow and uh watch some trailers with us it's yeah. a fun time and uh and tell your friends tell your friends tell your tell your ma and tell your mother tell your mother <laughs> say hi to your mother for me <laughs> all right dudes well uh until next week michael sir cheers bud it was fun was fun we'll stay- see you guys next week Stay fresh, cheese bags. All you cheese bags out there, you stay fresh now.